on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. Okay, I'm going to stop. We are now at day three, even though I've lost track because of working and praying and fasting and sleeping and taking care of my normal human being things. And like I said, if you hear some noise in the background, it's this cat playing with a straw on the ground. And I'm just trying to do this in peace. And he just, he's just, he's just having fun over there. So like I said, this is my personal podcast. And I hope you guys, um, you know, don't get upset with the noise. Because like I said, I live in a house with people and people get to make whatever noise they want. Because, you know, guess who's happy in 21 and not paying rent? This girl. Okay. So, yes, let's move on to the next three of this podcast. Thank you for listening and tuning in. And if you got this far, thank you so much. Um, love you for that. And hopefully, like, like you guys take something positive from this. And hopefully this also helps you and me together on this journey of learning the 99 names of Allah, we get a big blessing for that. So hopefully this is making you remember it. And I also saw another thing on YouTube where it's this guy, um, probably Somali guy, I don't know where he's from, but it was like a black Muslim, probably East African, I don't know. But he made like a 99 names of Allah poem. And that's so beautiful. How literally, we literally think that, oh, we don't get music no more. But literally, we get spoken poetry about Allah. And it feels so good when you listen to it. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so into poetry and stuff like that. And when I hear stuff so deep, it feels so nice to hear. Koki, please, just please don't make noise. Please. I'm, I'm on my podcast. And he's still going. Another thing, another thing, another update. I think I want to get this one um, get-go or something like that. Um, it was No, that's not what it's called. It's called a beard something dragon. And I saw it at PetSmart. And literally, when I was like at the glass, the little like little dragon thingy. Um, it's like a lizard dragon, whatever. I forgot the name, but it's something dragon. Um, and it kept following me. And I was just like, oh. So cute, and it literally kept following me. I was just like, I don't know, this baby little dragon is so cute. I want to take care of it, and it was like almost eighty dollars. I was just like, oh my gosh. <sighs> Sorry, I just had to reminisce about that. But anyways, let's get back to it. We are in at number seven, Al Muhaim, Al Muhaim, Al Muhaim. Okay. Which means the guardian, the witness, the overseer, the guardian, the witness, and the overseer. Wow. That's the definition. When I hear that, what it means to me is that Allah is our first, you know, God has no kids, but he is the, our first, you know, guardian. And then he entrusted our parents with us to look after us and take care of us but he's the one that gave us life as much as we can say our parents gave us life they had a role in it but a lot gave them the opportunity for our parents to birth us you know 
two healthy parents created a healthy baby or a baby that is alive. And I've made it this far. Alhamdulillah. If you're here and you're listening right now, say Alhamdulillah that you've made it this far and you will not give up on your life. And when it's time, it's your time. And, you know, we can't run away from death. Whatever is written for us is written for us. But when I hear that, it just makes me think about Allah. He is our guardian. He is the one that literally formed our body and gave us that certain beauty mark and gave us a certain curl pattern or whatever type of hair texture you have. Gave me, you know, a certain type of physique from beginning, middle and end. My body continued to grow and form into the way he told me I'm going to form into. And, you know, oh, my body is like getting so tight when I'm hearing this because or speaking about this because it's literally like, wow, he's our, he's really like our creator. And he's so amazing. Not that God is a he, but you know, in Arabic, you know, we, we use he as, you know, it doesn't actually mean a man, but basically, um, literally God formed us watched us looked over us as a baby there's so many dangers that could have happened we could have eaten a battery or whatever put it in our mouth we could have done so many things that would have harmed us but Allah looked after us till this point and still forward and that makes sense and moving forward God still looked after us and it's just like that he's our guardian he's the witness there's this one thing I heard where you know a girl was getting accused of, you know, adultery because a guy said, I heard Sheikh Asim Hakim, something like that. He's so funny. Um, but I heard him say something about how, you know, he he usually answers questions and he was just like somebody, um, a guy called her and it was just like this girl, she didn't bleed on her first night and she wanted to get a divorce with me or whatever the case may be. And he accused of her, accused her of being an adulteress when in actuality, she's just a woman and a woman can break her hymen in different ways. And just that's sick to just think that because she wasn't bleeding, she's an adulteress. And he was just like, say you're there. You had to swear. You had to go into like the whatever court and swear four times. And on the fifth time you swear, you had to swear that Allah's curse will be upon you if you're telling the truth. And a lot of people don't do that because they're scared. And it's just like Allah is a witness. And if you can come out of your mouth and say something so horrible about a person and not see the best in a person when you don't even know if that person is capable of doing something bad, then you are going to be in big trouble by the words you say, whether you say it to somebody else or whether you say it to that person or making accusations when you weren't there to witness it. And Allah is the witness. Allah is the witness. When you get into argument and somebody accuses you of something that's so blatant, you can be like, you know what? I leave everything to Allah because Allah knows exactly what happened. A lot of people will say it's between the only person that knows is that person, me and God. Literally, that's it. So God is your witness. And sometimes I have to go look at the definition because I want to make sure. (sighs) A person who supervises others, especially workers, So, 
overseer. God is the overseer. Okay. Hold on. I lost my place. Oh my gosh. Okay. Number seven. God is the overseer. He supervises us. Like I said, Allah has a, a security camera on us. So let us make the right decisions. You know, he supervises us. You know how many things could go wrong? You know, for example, when you go to work and you have a supervisor, they're here to teach you the right way to do things. And that's what Allah does. He teaches us the right way to do things. Sometimes we do it the wrong way, but he gives us a chance again, 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 again to improve ourselves. He doesn't just fire us. He doesn't just fire us. He continues to give us a chance to get it right this time. Come on, come on, you got it. Encouragement, get it right this time. And once you do, he gives you a, a more difficult challenge. That's what supervisor do. And then you build your rank as a, an employee. You might start off as a team member. Then you become a, a supervisor or not a supervisor. You become somewhere higher, higher, higher. And so you have that position. And you know what I mean? God is the overseer, the supervisor. He He supervises us in our lives and he tells us that's what you need to do. And I spoke about this in my last one. I was talking about how Allah is just like, this is what you need to do in order to be, you know, better in, in order for you to enter paradise. Y'all telling me that you guys, if you really don't believe, you don't believe that after you die that, you know, you will, you know what I mean? Like you're literally going through life and a lot of people just think it's just cliche. It's not, it's not, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. You are literally built off of, you know, mercy. <laughs> okay? Ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahim. That is what you're created from, mercy. Say, so, let me get back. That's what it means to me and how I feel about it and how I can incorporate these things into my life is that, you know, when I one day become a guardian to a child that Allah entrusts me with, I can, you know, do the things that Allah tells me to do in order to protect this child to the best of my abilities and, you know, witness their growth and, you know, be a witness to myself and tell myself I tried the best I can for a person or, you know, whatever, me, and, you know, supervise. So when I think about this, I think about being a parent and being a guardian um, being a witness and being a supervisor over uh, overseer for a child, and that's what I think and that's what I feel when I hear al muhammin And Allah is that for us. Allah is not our dad or whatever mom. Allah is, you know, something spiritual that is genderless, and we don't get to define what Allah looks like physically because that is just disrespectful. But yeah. That is what I take from this. Um, hopefully you guys are um liking this. Um, hopefully I'm not coming off as, you know. I don't know. I just hope I I'm not saying nothing wrong, and if I am, please correct me. But let's move on to number eight, Al Aziz. Hmm, the Almighty. That sums it up just like that the almighty how can we be mighty within ourselves what are ways that we can be mighty within ourselves you know what's mighty 
instead of uh, instead of giving into temptation and urges and you know just deliberately just indulging in certain things that are not good for us we can tell ourselves that even though we feel this we're not going to react in such a way and that's what makes us mighty and we lose our might when we give into things that are bad for us for example you might like trolleys candy or whatever candy you guys have in the uk or wherever you know in the world if you're from australia are you from Aussie? On the Australians do not talk like that. And I, oh my gosh, I gotta work on that one. I know so how you guys say so, or you guys say brekkie, brekkie, brekkie. I'm working on my Australian ask, accent. Just wait, just wait. But basically, in you know, whatever desserts or gummy candies you guys have, instead of eating it based off of its taste and not paying attention to the um the labels or if you do know the labels and you're just like okay it's gummy it's gummy let me just eat this gummy tell yourself that even though this is gummy you're not going to sacrifice your relationship with a law for this gummy and that's mighty you know what i'm going to find me a better alternative there's a place that has beef gelatin instead of pork gelatin or whatever regular gelatin you know what i mean and it's just like Find a better option for yourself. And then on top of that, another thing is that's mighty is that instead of, um, you know, blending in with the crowd and wearing the things that a lot of people are telling you you need to wear in order to be beautiful, go ahead and wear something that's more modest. I know you went to the gym and you gained those muscles, man. Yeah, dude, you're rad. Congratulations. Yeah. Instead of... <laughs> I hope my neighbors don't hear me but instead of you know showing off that body and showing people that you just got ripped and whatever just you know conceal that conceal that for yourself tell yourself i'm superman and as much as like you know i can wear on that suit that skin tight and shows my muscles i'm going to wear my suit that covers up my muscles because i don't owe anybody my my appearance and that's what a lot of people do like even women they're just like i want to show people that i'm fit and i'm i have a nice physique and i'm curvy and i have a nice you know waist but buttocks <laughs> buttocks buttocks let me stop but like i have a nice everything and you know i have a nice hair but instead of showing people how good i look i'm gonna save that for my spouse because they deserve it and they've earned it and the people around me you know they can keep wondering but also on top of that you don't owe them that and then also on top of that you should just be like even though i'm beautiful as ever and god created a masterpiece a priceless masterpiece i'm not going to did i spit on you guys did i spit on you no okay even though i am you know priceless i'm not going to reveal and lower my worth and my wage for people to compliment me and you know they'll mean it for a second but they can change your mind whenever validation is not permanent it's never going to be permanent and a lot of people feed and live off of 
that type of stuff, but you don't need that. Okay, and oh my gosh. And then how do I feel and how can I incorporate being mighty into my life is by, you know, just... How can I incorporate being mighty into my life? Just doing those things that I mentioned, you know, instead of wearing perfume out and wanting people to smell me and compliment me and, you know, I, I do put on a little makeup here and there. Instead of doing it for other people um, or even doing it for myself, I should learn how to just be satisfied with who I am. And that makes me mighty being satisfied with what I am, what I have, and being humble and realizing that, you know, there's so much might into just being, right? God said be, and we just appeared. And, you know, we don't have to try too hard in order to fit into this world that tells us that we need to be this and we need to act like that and this is so so this is the right way this is the wrong way when in actuality a law tells us the right and wrong way and nobody has the right to tell us what is right and wrong and even if they harm us um they will never harm us in the way that they think they could ever harm us you know what i mean and now let's go on to the last one Al-Jabbar. I'm thinking about the Aladdin movie. When I hear Al-Jabbar, I'm thinking about the compeller, the restorer. Um, Sorry, I got sidetracked. I think I might have to finish this later on in the day. Because we're in a new day. It's 440. But the compeller, the restorer, God um, restores all. You know what I mean? Okay, when I hear this, what it means to me is that, you know, Allah restores, you know, all the broken pieces in us. Sometimes we we just, like, break and shatter. You know what I mean? We break and shatter. And, you know, we need... We, as much as we think we can put our pieces back together again, it's hard for us. So we have to go to law, al-Jabbar, to restore those broken pieces within us. He created us. Don't you know that he knows how to fix us? He knows how to make us better. He knows how to make us more happier, more content, more this, more that. He does that. Not us. Not us, honey. As much as you think you might, you don't really. But that is what I take from it. And then when I searched up the word, the compeller, um, it means to force to do. So when I hear it, okay, it shows compeller meaning in Islam. Let me see. It's the one who forces his creation upon what he commands and upon what he forbids. Yes, Allah does. He does enforce rules right um a law enforces rules and he tells us this is what you need to do this is what you're not what you don't need to do and if you don't do these things there's consequences 
You know what I mean? But oh, this what this is what this life is for. Allah gives us opportunities to make choices for ourselves, and you know, Allah wants us to make the right choices. Like Muhammad Hablo said, God don't need us. He doesn't need us. He doesn't gain anything from us. He does not need us. We need him. We are dependent on him. You know what I mean? We are. We are dependent on him. And, you know, one day when we don't listen, like say if somebody doesn't listen to anything, you don't pay attention to the sign, you know, the rules that he's enforcing us, you don't pay attention to. When the day comes, God is going to be forcing you to do everything that you're supposed to do. And, you know, being free is once you realize you are a, a servant and a slave to law, that's when you're free. A lot of people say Stockholm Syndrome, no one's not. Because Allah is where home is at. Allah is where peace is at. Allah is where the guardian's at. The witness, the one that has your back is Allah, the Almighty, Al-Aziz, the compeller, the compeller, the restorer. He restores light back to us when we're in those dark moments, when we think that the scale is going to tilt the the wrong way, when it, it tilts the right way, he forgave us. He's the most merciful, the most merciful, the most forgiving. So, Al-Jabbar, the compeller, the restorer. Well, um, I think there's actually one more thing. Um, how do I feel and how can I incorporate these worlds in, words into my life is realizing that even in those dark moments where I think that, oh my gosh, these cats are so disgusting. Even though in these moments where I think that, you know, certain things won't be restored in my life and, you know, there's certain things that I'm going to be forced to do in order to be so called quote unquote successful in a halal way or being better in general, I should realize that Allah is the only one that can, gives me the options, right? Right? That supervises me, gives me the options, and He restores, you know, certain things into me when I lose faith in myself or lose, you know, certain things within myself, he restores that within me. He gives me that reassurance. He gives me that reassurance. And that's how I can incorporate that in my life into changing my mind into having a better positive mindset and telling myself that even though, even though I'm in the moment of you know, feeling broken and shattered and, you know, shutting down, Allah can set me right back up and restore me and fix me and make me generate and move properly. So, yeah, that's what I took from Ali Jabbar. And we are on day three. And I'm so happy that... <laughs> Ew, I do not even act like this. I think because I'm looking sleepy and I need to finish this later. But, um, yeah, this is so needed. 
it felt really good just to get these out of the way. Not that I'm trying to get these out of the way, but I'm definitely going to be listening to this as I'm working at my little sushi shop. Not my sushi shop, but my job. And just listening to this and blocking out the noise and, you know, just doing what I have to do. But, <sighs> I really did not want to yawn. I really did not want to yawn, but... I really took some very positive things from speaking on this and also tomorrow like I just want to be able to pick up the Quran. They said picking up the Quran is way better than using your phone. You're using your phone is so permissible, but picking up the Quran is, you know, way better. So I definitely want to do that tomorrow, inshallah, or today, whatever. Inshallah. And, you know, just really sit down and understand. And if I don't understand, I wanna call somebody that can help me i think they said there's a hotline like ask a muslim to get certain answers but yeah and also this is so random but we used to have a muslim um, calendar in our house all the time where it showed us what time it is to pray or what special events are coming and i we definitely need that okay we definitely need that calendar again everybody needs one in their room but um yeah, I just thought about that. Also, let me give a little talk. How is you guys' Eid preparations coming? Have you found a nice gown or nice clothes that's modest? Have you found a nice, you know, um, jilab? I think for the guys. I think there's also jilabs for girls. Or just like, you know, nice clothing and stuff for guys and girls. Have you find some found some nice ones? Um, and some nice shoes, you know, the guys find nice clone, whatever the kids may be, woman, have you guys been getting yourself ready, like, I'm trying to get myself ready, hopefully the audio is working out nice, but I've been ha- trying to get myself ready, um, I wanted to make, like, a little balloon wall, um, usually for Eid, we, a lot of people, like, go out and do this type of stuff, but for Eid, me and my sister have been celebrating it at home, and last year, um, actually, I'm not going to talk about what I did last year because I don't want to be seen as like a bragger, never been a bragger, but um, I might talk about it next time, actually. So if anybody needs some ideas or inspirations, that would be good. But um, yeah, so basically, you know, we're trying to get decorations. There's this one place called Eid USA, I think, and they ship worldwide, I think, and basically... I'm going to, like, figure out how we're going to decorate this place. It's going to have a balloon that says Eid Mubarak. We're getting a customized cake with actual real buttercream. It's so good. At first, buttercream is just, like, you know, you think about, oh, American buttercream or American icing. Nope. It's not that. It's very rich in flavor and texture. But centenar, I'm playing. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys picked out your clothes. You know, everything be selling out, honey. Everything be selling out. Pick out what you need. Um, find some nice shoes. Um, you know, the day of Juma prayer or whatever prayer that we're going to make. Make sure we are cleaned and showered. That our nails are groomed and clean and that we're taking care of our hygiene cleanliness is important 
in Islam. So let's work on being cleanly with the way we speak, the way we, the things we look at, the things we hear, the things we say out of our mouth, the things we think, the things we feel, um, all of that. But yeah, I'm literally falling asleep right now. I'm going to publish this really like right after and I'm going to go to sleep. And this was so therapeutic. It was so needed because I feel like this is helping me go to sleep, even though I'm not on time. I am off. So, you know, happy about that. But that's really all. That's all. That's all. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Bye. I love you guys so much. Please be safe. Okay. Love you. Bye.